This episode is brought to you by Goalie. Did you know the University of Michigan did a study that found over 80% of apps for kids are designed to lure them into longer gameplay and more in-app purchases? Goalie decided it was time for this to end. Unlike the Kindle and iPad that have endless ads and potentially dangerous content, Goalie is a tablet with only apps that build independent kids. It has no web browser, no social media, and no ads, ever. It has award-winning learning apps like Khan Academy, Duolingo ABC, and Starfall, and the best part? It's completely parent-controlled. In my house, we use Goalie's kids' calendar to teach my son how to stay on task. He learns life skills like how to make a sandwich by watching one of the hundreds of video classes and can practice it by following along with one of the 50 pre-made routines. As a dad, there's no better feeling than knowing that my son is becoming more independent every day. For more information and to try Goalie risk-free for 30 days, visit getgoalie.com. That's G-E-T-G-O-A-L-L-Y.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD to save 10%. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. As a single dad to three amazing autistic kids, I've been the go-to resource for parents across the globe navigating neurodivergence since 2010. Building on the success of my award-winning blog, The Autism Dad, this podcast provides parents raising autistic or neurodivergent kids with comfort, community, resources, support, and validation. You'll also hear inspiring stories from parents just like you, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's parenting Q&A episode of the Autism Dad podcast, we're going to talk about helping our kids to navigate grief. And, you know, I, I had reached out and asked for a few kind of new ideas to talk about, things that are important to you, and just to kind of add to my list. And this came up a couple of times, and there were uh, and I get, I get, uh, I'm like, I'm a really emotional person and I, you know, the, the stories that I was hearing were either moms or dads who, whose partner passed away and they're, they're trying to help their kids to navigate that loss and, and find a path forward when they're barely holding it together, you know, and I cannot imagine what that is like. And so the the way that I'm I'm going to try and, and help is by sharing some of the experiences that I've had with my kids. And, you know, some of that involves death of, of grandparents and um, the loss of their mom who has not passed away. Uh, and and I've, I've had to help them navigate that trauma and that grief. And I can, I can share some insights into that. But but just know that like I, I mean my heart goes out to you guys, and I am so so sorry for your loss and and for what your family is going through, and I am I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and help uh, as best I can. So the second part of this will be at a later date, and I want to have a professional on. I'm I'm already on I'm already on LinkedIn, and uh, and I've had a bunch of people reach back and and say that they are interested in in having that conversation. So. I want to have a professional on uh, the main Monday feed so that we can have a more in-depth conversation about this from a more clinical side and, and get some guidance as, as to how to help our kids get through some of this stuff. And, you know, it's not just our kids, right? Like we, we grieve and how do we grieve as parents while helping our kids grieve? And, uh, you know, it just, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to navigate it. And, and, uh, anyhow, 
I'm, I'm rambling now because I'm really concerned about this, this whole topic. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna go with it and see what happens. I, I hope this helps. My grandparents passed away, uh, within the last few years and I was very, very close to them. My kids had gotten very, very close to them and this would be their great grandparents. Um, and you know, the situation was such that like, we knew that it was, it was coming. And so it wasn't, it wasn't really a surprise. Uh, and, and so I was able to sort of prepare them for that a little bit at a time and, you know, answer questions and let them have as much time as, as they wanted without them, without them feeling pressure, you know? Um, and, and I think largely, you know, the experience has been, it's been okay. You know, when it came to, you know, my grandmother and my grandfather passing, uh, I never, never forced the kids to go to the funeral. I, I made it available to them if that's something that they were comfortable with, but I, I just kind of followed their lead on that. And, you know, I, I, you know, my instinct was to allow my kids to experience it without me influencing them. So, so I, I kind of thought like I need to be strong, uh, for them. And what I found was that, you know, I, it was actually helpful for my kids to see me sad and to see me cry and to know that feeling those things was okay. And, and this is how we get through it. Uh, so, so you know, there was, there was therapy involved and time and, you know, my parents, uh, were very supportive. My whole family was very supportive and, you know, we, we made it through. I mean, we still have days where we'll think about them and, uh, and, and be happy and sad at the same time, uh, you know, but, but, you know, autistic kids tend to experience emotions in more profound ways more intensely a lot of times, I think, at least in my kid's situation. And, you know, what I, what I noticed was one of the most challenging parts of that journey was my kids all dealt with grief in a different way. And so, you know, one might not seem to be affected at all. Uh, one might be super emotional and the other one is just somewhere in the middle. And I, I found that they would get uh, resentful of each other because they felt that they weren't affected enough or they were too upset. And I really had to, to kind of dig into that a little bit and, and help them to understand that everyone grieves in different ways and that's okay. You know, as long as nobody's getting hurt and you're not hurting anyone else, you, you grieve the way you need to grieve and you grieve for as long as you have to, but we have to move on and, and we have to still live. And, uh, you know, I know this is only like a 10 minute episode and I could go on and on and on, but you know, that, that's sort of the, the gist of what, um, of what I did when it came to my, my grandparents passing. And, and, you know, I think we're doing okay. I mean, we've, we've moved on and we celebrate the memories and, and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, I, I think having, having something like that happen is never a positive thing. Right. But I, I think that the way that my family sort of rallied around everyone and, and the way that we, managed to, to help them understand made it less traumatic for them. Uh, and, and so that's, that's my, like my, 
my experience in that particular area. <sighs> With this next part, I'm just going to be really honest. Like I've broken down twice trying to record this and I'm not comfortable. I'm not totally comfortable expressing that level of emotion on something that I released to the public. So I'm, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I, I'm just, I don't want my kids to hear that. So I'm going to, I'm going to just try and push through this with as much, uh, <laughs> I don't know, candor, however, whatever word I should use. But you know, those of you who followed my journey know that I was married for about 17 years uh, my ex-wife left twice. Once was in 2014 and then she came back and then left again in 2019, never came back. Uh, both times that she left, she didn't just leave me, she left the kids and it became me and the kids. I was all they had. And, you know, when she left the last time, uh, and, and that's what led ultimately to the divorce, but you know, she made choices that were just not compatible with, with being a mom. And I tried for years and years to facilitate a relationship between her and my kids. Uh, and it just, it just didn't work. It just wasn't happening. And the kids tried for years and years and years to, to make things work. And they were always being hurt emotionally and they were always disappointed and sad and let down. Their mental health was suffering. It was, it was awful. It was awful. And ultimately it came to a point where they decided that they no longer wanted to have anything to do with her. It just, it just wasn't, um, it wasn't healthy for them. And, you know, the way that our divorce went down was, was such that I had full custody and I really could just do what needed to be done and didn't have to worry about the courts, uh, just because of things that had gone on in the past. And, uh, you know, after working with the therapist and trying to bring everybody together, it just reached a point where it was just, it was so painful for my kids that I just, I had to make the choice to honor their wishes and terminate contact. The idea was that uh, she would get herself together and, and sort of figure out what she was missing out on, right. With, with the kids. Uh, but it never happened and I don't think it ever will happen. And so my kids are dealing with the loss of their mom who is still alive. And it's not the same thing as a parent passing away because that's permanent, right? Uh, and I, I tried to have that conversation with my kids o over the years. And the response that I had was uh, kind of jarring to me. And it, and it just sort of made me realize just how impactful this truly was. You know, I, I would try to relate to them like, you know, look, there's, you know, there's kids out there who have, whose, you know, mom has died and they never will get to see her again. Uh, and... <laughs> God, this is where I get like, I struggle, I fucking struggle with this. Um, their response to me was, uh, their mom didn't choose to leave them. And I, I, I don't know how to process that. 
I mean, like I, and it's not even about, you know, my marriage ending was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. It was ultimately the best thing that could have happened to the kids. But as a, as a father, like the idea of, of my kids feeling that way about their mother is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And it's not their fault. They have every reason in the world to feel that way. They, they have no positive memories. And, you know, I, I've tried for years to remind them that, uh, that there were really good times when they were little and that there's a lot of positive memories that they weren't always bad. And finally, I, I realized that it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter because I was trying to make myself feel more comfortable with a very difficult situation. And so then it became the focus was on healing and, and helping, helping us to sort of rebuild our family and, and move forward. And that took a lot of time. It took a lot of time and a lot of therapy, a lot of patience and a lot of love and, and a lot of allowing my kids to see me grieve. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't grieving the person who was gone. I was grieving the marriage that I thought I had. And, you know, I, I thought I needed to be strong for my kids and not let them see my emotion because I needed them to not feed off of it. I wanted them to experience what they were experiencing without it being influenced by me, sort of like with my grandparents. Uh, but what I found was that they needed to know that it was going to be okay. And that was really, was really hard to do because I, I allowed them in to see the pain that I was in. And, you know, I had thought that was the wrong thing to do for the longest time, but, but ultimately what it did was it helped them to realize that they weren't alone and that it's okay, you know? And, and I know that this is a different situation than what you guys were asking about. Uh, and again, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, I, I, this is the closest that I have to be able to relate to you guys. And, uh, I, I think that it's important that we address the, these, these feelings in, in these situations in ways that are focused on the kids and not about making us feel better about a situation. Because I feel like that's what I was doing for a while was, was I needed to feel more comfortable with what was happening and it's not about me. You know, I mean, it is in a way because like I was impacted too and I get all that and, and watching my kids grieve was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, and they still grieve. I mean, they'll say they're okay, but I, I know there's, there's, there's issues. <laughs> uh, they've been diagnosed and, and treated for post-traumatic stress. This was traumatizing to them. And uh, kids need their mom. They, they do. The kids need their moms and, and, uh, and, and mine don't have that option anymore. And it's by choice, right? It's, it's, it's not because she's not there. It's because she chose not to be there. And, and they know that. And so I think for them in their mind, it feels worse because at least, you know, if, if something had happened and, and they had lost their mom because of cancer or something like that, then she didn't abandon them. You know, it, it was, 
it wasn't her fault. Like she couldn't, she didn't choose to do that. And if she did have any control, she would still be there. Uh, but she had control and she had the power to be there and, and she chose not to. And for them, that was devastating. And and I, I can only imagine what that's like because I, I tried to relate it to them before that like, look, you know, I lost my wife. I lost my best friends. Like I get it. And their response again, set me back on my heels. And, and it was, you know, dad, I know you lost your, your, your wife and your friend, but we lost our mom. And <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what that's like. I mean, I have the most amazing mother in the world and, and she's always been there. And same with my dad, they've always been there for us. So I don't know what that's like. And, and all I could really do was follow their lead and, and help them when they needed help to give them breaks when they needed breaks. I mean, there was time we took off of school. There was, uh, you know, we would just go on day trips, like whatever we could to just sort of rebuild, um, and, and kind of start over. And, uh, it's not perfect. And I certainly am not a professional. You know, we had all the therapy we had constant, their kids were in therapy every week. I was in therapy, you know, just trying to help navigate some of these very emotional situations, especially, for kids who are dealing with emotions in, um, complex ways and, and they weren't all dealing with it in the same way. And so again, there was some of that resentment between the siblings about how they were each dealing with it, you know, and, and there's no right or wrong way to grieve. But, you know, I, I think that we're at a point now where, you know, things are okay. They're okay. And, you know, the other thing that I think was really important is that, you know, my kids had access to their grandparents, you know, my, my ex-in-laws, my ex-in-laws are amazing and they love my kids and they will always be a part of their life. So, so they still have connection to that part of their family, just not their mom. And, you know, I know this stuff happens, you know, people lose parents under various circumstances and for various different reasons. But, uh, I just, I just think there's no right or wrong way to go through this. And, you know, the only thing I can say for sure is that therapy is incredibly important and kind of following their lead. You know, they're going to deal with things on their own time frame. And, you know, it might not be on our time frame. It might take years, you know, or they may never truly get over it. But, but you can find a path forward and and build a new life, you know, or, or continue to live. And that's sort of, that was sort of my goal was, was just to, to be able to pick up and move forward. And we've been able to do that. And, you know, this year, 2023 was really the first year that, that I feel like we have emerged from that survival mode and, and we're moving forward, you know? So, so it, it does, it does get better. Um, and I, I think, you know, again, therapy is important, following their lead, being open, you know, letting your kids know that you're sad too. I mean, you don't want to like dump your emotions on them, but, but letting them in a little bit to know that they're not alone and how they're feeling is so powerful, you know, and, 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 you know, keep things developmentally appropriate, get help where you need help and just be there, just be there. Your presence alone is the impact that that has on your kids is immeasurable, you know? Uh, and, and I guess the other important thing before I let you go would be to take care of yourself. You're allowed to grieve. You know, you need to grieve. 
And it is possible to grieve together, you know, and, and I think that when you need help, you get help and, uh, you just do the best you can. You take it day by day, you follow their lead, you take care of yourself, make sure you have time for yourself because it's, it's a process to heal. Uh, but you've got this. And I wish that I was able to help more. Uh, the next episode that I'm going to do about this will be with a professional and we'll talk about more clinical ways of, of navigating this and, and not just based on like my experience. Uh, but we'll find, we'll find a path forward and, and provide resources and things like that, that can be helpful. So I thank you all for the question. I hope that this helped and, uh, I will talk to you later. Real quick, before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I, I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and it has a positive impact on your life, because that's what I'm aiming for here. As a reminder, you can visit listen.theautismdad.com. You can learn about me and anything related to the show. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps so you never miss a new episode. And please take a moment and rate us on Apple Podcasts. There'll be a link in the show notes below for you just to click. It'll take you right there. It takes like 30 seconds and it makes a big difference. So it's a great way to support the show and uh, help keep the wheels turning. So have a great week and we'll talk soon.